I tell you, Edmonton, if you beat my team on the day of my daughter's wedding, every single one of you, all of your 46 men, are going to be sleeping with the fishes at the bottom of the Saskatchewan River. Capiche? Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Every week, John, John Fraser. Fraser. To me, if this isn't rock bottom for the Bombers, I don't know what is. And Travis Curra. Who would win between the world's fastest cow, the CFL Rabbit, or Brandon Banks? We'll deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Bad pizza's better than good salad, right? It's true. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Just like bad wings are, are better than most anything in the world. Can't forget the nonsense. Ready, set, hook and welcome to episode 53 of the Tune Out CFL podcast with John Fraser and Travis Kerr. Fraser, I had an opening planned for the show, but mm-hmm. literally two minutes ago, I went to go get myself a big, tall, delicious Slurpee. Yes. Sat down in my truck. Yep. Split my pants. And my right <laughs> is hanging out of my pants as I, I, as I talk to you right now. <laughs> um... Don't you wear underwear? Well, I do, but they're loose, so it's able to, like, uh, they're not very snug. Let's just say that. So it's a hanging free and easy kind of night. Yes. (laughs) I'm glad to see you welcome me back to the podcast after a week absence because of my real job to (laughs) the fact that you are hanging out of your pants. Have you pulled yourself from under the bus again after last week? I, you know what, I was so occupied with with work and with huskies and hilltops and traveling to Kelowna and the whole thing. I didn't even have a chance to listen, and when I did, I had taken so many anxiety meds because it, if you couldn't tell, it was a little windy in Regina, and our flight out of Kelowna had to it land was, Regina. Yeah. <laughs> So I doubled up the plane flying drug so I could actually, you know, have a pleasant experience. And I tried listening, and I was out to space the entire time. So I don't recall a damn thing. I'm, I am very relieved to hear that. I'm, I'm assuming it was aggressive. Yeah, it could have been worse, but it, it wasn't some of my best work. But it wasn't the worst. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> and, that, and that's fair. And because of the Huskies and Hilltops doubling up a few more times here in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm sure you'll have lots of chances to get your shots in. Absolutely perfect. So if you want to send your resume in to be the new co-host on the Two and Out CFL <laughs> podcast, uh, fire us a tweet at Two and Out CFL. I find this amazing because we did episode 50 just uh, three, four weeks ago now, and. Yep. We put out the question there. Who has listened to every single episode? Yes. And there are people that have listened to more episodes than either of us, which it, is... And that, that's the embarrassing... Like, should we, like... I think we, we should be proud of them and yet kind of embarrassed at ourselves. My mom hasn't even listened to one. My wife hasn't. <laughs> I don't think mine has either. My mom and dad do. My, well, my dad do. does when he's working up in Nunavut. Hi, Dad. Hi. He works up there. That's really sweet, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it kind of is and it kind of isn't. He's in a camp in the middle of nowhere fixing machinery at a mine up there. Wow. Okay. Heavy equipment mechanic. So he works with his hands, and somehow I just sit here and talk for a living. <laughs> Before people get mad at us for not talking about football, we better get Brazilian Ty on the phone. And there's the music. That means it is time to get waxed with Brazilian Ty. Uh, Ty, who are you waxing this week? Um, I'm going to go with the Montreal Alouettes. 
just because Jim Pop obviously wasn't fit for the job when he took it <laughs> as the GM himself. And he gives it to, all of all people, Jacques Chapelain. It makes no sense whatsoever to me. See, I, I thought by automatic that would be Cavis Reed's job. Cavis? Really? Yeah. I, did, I absolutely Anybody but Chapelain. <laughs> well, who? Like Calvillo or... No, no, but anybody but I think would have been an upgrade. Ryan Dinwiddie would have been a better pick. Where's that but, guy from Winnipeg? Mike Kelly was that? Was, was that his name? No, no. Well, I th- okay. Shocks gets the nod over Hamill because Mike Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Allegedly, allegedly. Okay, okay. But let, let's let's be honest. It wasn't the head coach that was the problem in uh, in Montreal. It might be the mismanagement of the salary cap. Or the fact that your starting quarterback seemingly hates all your receivers. So it's the general manager's fault, which also was the coach, so it is the coach's <laughs> fault? Well, that's just great management right there. That, that is with the Oilers, doesn't it? it? It actually kind of does. You know what? It's funny, though. I think I think we're on to something, though. We should need to get two and out shirts that say, Senepa Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Am I onto something here? Okay, Ty, you get on designing those. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Cause I'm really good with Photoshop. <laughs> oh wait, no, that. Mind you, I did design my own fantasy hockey championship T-shirt. It looks nice. It does look very nice. Except you're not winning it uh, two years in a row. Well, I probably should have got them a size bigger because they all shrunk in the wash. No, oh, or you got fat. Or- <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, have for- to make, I'm gonna have to make new shirts for when I win Fantasy this year too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm coming on strong. You're good. Well, uh, the stretch drive. Exactly. It is. All right, time time for my uh, time for my favorite part, uh, where I go onto a random website and find random questions to ask a girl. But instead, we're gonna ask Brazilian Thai. Um, I'll basically do the same thing. When was the last time you cried? Ooh. Um. That is a great question. Let's go. Tragically hip. Oh, no, I didn't. I almost cried at the hip, but I held it together better than the 40-year-old broad back did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Probably at a funeral or something. I'm a sucker at weddings. I no, cried that's... at my sister's wedding a couple weeks ago. I wasn't invited to your sister's wedding. I usually cry at, like, commercials on TV, too. Oh, the last time I remember crying was the Snowman commercial before Episode Seven of Star Wars. Okay, I cried really hard at that. Oh, I, I cried. We're, really we're hard. all in on that. My emotions were so high about seeing a new Star Wars movie, and then the Snowman comes out, and yeah, there was a tear. And have you seen the little uh, short be- before the Pixar movie Inside Out, the volcano one? No, I cried so hard, and I'm probably the only person <laughs> on this podcast that has seen that movie. <laughs> That's because you. That's because you're. That's because you're the big volcano, Kura. Yeah, I'm a crier. I'm a crier. I cry every time I watch eight seconds. <laughs> okay, Tyrell. So uh, I think this is like a speed dating thing we're trying to do right now. Uh, what is the most important value in a relationship, Tyrell? Uh, honesty. <laughs> honesty. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Who is your role model? Oh, I'm never in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your role model, Ty? Uh, Travis. Wow! Thank you. And let's be let's be real here. The reason honesty is Tyrell's not in a relationship. It's because he's too honest. Sometimes you, you know, have to lie, but Tyrell <laughs> doesn't lie. He has no filter. If, it's true. If if she looks fat in that shirt, Tyrell will tell her that. Which is why Ty. This is why Brazilian Ty is single. <laughs> 
one of the reasons. What What is your idea of a perfect Valentine's Day? Um. Well, if there's an Oilers game on, watch that in my pajama pants and have a beer and then cry myself to sleep. I really thought that was going to be Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyrell, you want to give away your tickets to the Lions and the Eskies this week? Yes, sir. How, do we, how are we going to do go that? Do we have to buy yeah, you a rum and coke, or how do we do this? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the first 25 or however many people will come up with a number that uh, retweet the link at, after you post it. We'll put their names in a draw, and we'll uh, give it away that way. Okay, that's yeah, pretty, we can do that. That's that's pretty easy. First 25 people to retweet will be assigned a number. Random number will be drawn. You will win ties, tickets to the S taking on the BC Lions this weekend. Commonwealth Stadium, absolutely free of charge. And it also comes with a free invite to West of Us, so you can hang out with the legendary Andrew from the Eskimo Empire podcast. And Superman Fike. Yes. And Uncle All right. Tim. Thank you, Tyrell. Ty- Ty- Tyrell, the music's up. we see you later. All right. Talk to you guys later. In the Huddle with Fraser and Kura on the Two It Out Podcast. And of course, news brought to you by Bomb Energy Drink. Tyrell brought it up. Uh, he waxed the Montreal Alouettes a little bit. That has to be the bomb of the week. Jim Pock, Pop relinquishing head coaching duties and passing them on to Jacques Chapdelaine, uh, the first Francophone coach in Alouettes history, actually. Cinepa Jacques. I think we're on to something with the t-shirts. I mean, I, my French is a little rusty, but I think it sounds French. It sounds like we're saying no Jacques. I'm sure somebody will uh, will correct us. Yeah, I was, again, like I said, with, with Brazilian tie on the line, uh, a little surprised that he didn't go with Cavis Reed. He does have some head coaching experience. I know he's very well respected by the players in that Montreal dressing room. So I thought Cavis would be the pick, but unless they're, they're pegging him for possibly next year. But you know what? It, it's a little surprising that uh, Montreal's never had a Frank phone coach and maybe this will bring out some more of the French media and get them some additional exposure in Montreal. This is so interesting. Do you see Jim Pop's days as GM number, never mind head coach? Well, again, uh, Ty brought it up. The the team's biggest problems this year have been because of the salary cap and you know you spent so much on veteran talent that just hasn't been performing and the plan has backfired and who does that plan fall onto it's Jim Pop again as we've discussed at length of this podcast is this a guy who is really the personnel guru he claims to be or is this a guy who hit a home run with getting Anthony Calvillo Don Matthews and Mark Tressman in the same room yeah I mean it's been a rough go since 20. 10 basically well and and i mean fan support's dwindling the interest is dwindling i mean they got to do something to at least be competitive again and they they have a lot of talent on the team uh they they really really do but the depth isn't there and you can't sign any depth Uh, they're still 300k over the salary cap, which 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 boggles my mind. I mean, at some point you think, especially now that all contracts are guaranteed because we're past yeah. Labor Day, you think at some point you just you'd you'd trade a guy like Nick Lewis to to a contending team just to get the salary off the books. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, do they six game a bunch of guys once? Uh, I mean, once they're officially out of the playoffs, I mean they still have an outside shot. But I, I guess if they lose this week. That shot is quickly going away for Montreal. 
Well, for one, they're off this yeah, week, they're so they off. actually can't yeah. lose. But I mean, <laughs> I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. You know, when you come when you come back at it, I mean, you realistically, you got to think that right now, at the bare minimum, five wins, whether it's from Edmonton. I mean, okay, we got six games left. Even if all the teams contending go three and three, that puts them at eight wins. That means you got to go five and one by yeah. just some quick math there. I mean, you got to think one of Ottawa, Toronto, or Edmonton is going at least 500 here to the end of the season, getting them to eight wins. Eight and ten is probably that last playoff spot in the East, be it a crossover or whatever. And that, again, means Montreal is looking at a five and one to get to eight and ten. Uh, Friday was the Hall of Fame game in the uh, in Hamilton uh, between the Owls and the uh, Tiger Cats. A pretty sweet class this year. Uh, Rodney Harding, Doug Brown, James West, former Saskatoon Hilltops president Don McDonald uh, inducted. He's as- still on the board of directors. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend in uh, Saskatoon. Especially with the Hilltops. I mean, Don's been involved almost since the, the team's inception. Obviously, Don's age has has caught up to him. But, I mean, I know uh, I wouldn't be able to be part of the great program that is the Saskatoon Hilltops if it wasn't for the work that Don McDonald did through all the years. And, of course, one of my favorite players growing up, that being Doug Brown. By the way, hat tip to our friends at the New Rouge Radio. I don't know if you guys mentioned it last week, but they had Doug Brown on. And it was really, it was really a great interview uh, with Doug Brown. So once you're done listening, us check that out if you're a, if you're a bomber fan if you just like Doug Brown it was just it was a really well done interview by the guys at the New Rouge. Also got to mention uh, Mookie Mitchell he got inducted. Uh, wow, <laughs> as yeah, a rookie he comes in and he puts up 1500 yards or just under in 1997. The next year he puts up 2000 yards in 1998. Like this is insanity. The stats that he put up when he came to the CFL were incredible. Yeah, I I know, and it's it's funny, and you got to think like generally across the board, offensive numbers were down back then. You know, you see a mm-hmm. guy like what Mookie Mitchell did and just dominated the league. So yeah, a very very strong class, and I think we're starting to see too. We're at the point where. You know, the classes that guys like you and me in our late 20s and and early 30s, we're starting to see the guys that we grew up watching start to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I think, to me, that just makes it a little bit more special. Makes me feel old. (laughs) Well, you're not as old as me, so you got that going for you, which is nice. (laughs) Uh, Challenges have dropped 18.7% since Week 10's rule change. Last week had five challenges Altogether, the Tiger Cats Alouettes game had seven flags all together. Uh, I, I thought that game, while not perfect execution from the teams, it was a battle. Teams were playing hard. It was really fun to watch. And the football, as of late, has been fun to watch. Now, do you attribute that to week or, or, or the rule change? Or maybe it's just Labor Day. It's in the air. All the teams are, you know, for the most part, together. I, I- I think it's I think it's a couple of things, Trav. I think for one, uh, I, I do think the rule change helped nip, nip a lot of the unnecessary, you know, just throw it for the sake of throwing it challenges right in the butt. So I'm glad to see those go away. But I think too, and I think it was Rod Peterson who who made the comment on his personal website because he's no longer on the league website, of course, um, <laughs> as that news broke uh, late this week. But yeah. either way, Rod mentioned that you know when you watch it in film and you see some of the challenges, it just seems like the, the officials have been told. 
okay, guys, let them play a little bit more. And that seems to be happening. And, I mean, it's good. This is basically what I said that that needs to happen for the strict entertainment value of CFL football about two weeks ago. Last time I was on the pod, I was real fired up about it. But, you know, it's good to see that that the league is listening and maybe a little bit of leniency on the rules. You know, I find when I'm watching a game and I alluded to this when I was ranting about, you know, going to an amateur football game, I'm not instantly going, okay, is this going to be challenged? I'm going, Oh, well that's a great catch. Yeah. And there's been some great CIS games this year, man. Oh man. So many good ones. Whoever would have thought their wildest dreams. And I've been, Perhaps I was very vocal preseason thing saying I don't think Regina has anything in them. Regina's two and one. Uh, the Calgary Dinos at three and zero oh after beating the Saskatchewan Huskies by a single point with a last like last three minute field goal drive. Lots of great CIS games and of course I got to give a shout out because I know a lot of the boys are listening this week. Got to give a shout out to the Saskatoon Hilltops. This is supposed to be a rebuilding year. They fly into Kelowna. We got a three-hour flight delay, so I went to the bar in the airport while the rest of the boys sat there and <laughs> stayed focused. Uh, we basically landed in Kelowna, went went for pregame meal, back on a bus, straight to the game, and they came out and absolutely ripped the Okanagan Sun fifty-eight to two. Wow. Got to give a shout out, my boy Logan Fisher. He's the running back. Uh, he told me before the game, he's like, Johnny, I'm going to have a big one. And he was very confident. We did an interview that he said, you know what, we're going to run all over them. Logan goes over 100 yards. So, so 58 to two. Um, the game probably sounded like crap because I ran into things to talk about at halftime when it was 40 to two. What's his uh, secret bomb energy drink, or what's he what's he doing? I think it's something like that. That already walks around with a fanny pack. Because I haven't had, I haven't ran for a hundred yards over the past six weeks. Like <laughs> you're I, off the po- you're off the Pokemans. Yeah, I got stung by a wasp and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never been stung by a wasp in my entire life, and then it got me. I'm and done. You, and that's it. I'm scared of the outdoors. Time to go back into my basement of my house I just bought. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay playing video games where I don't have to move and I have no danger of getting stung by a wasp. I I like it. Uh, some injury news. Uh, Bakari Grant is put on the six game injured list in Calgary. It that is that team is the ultimate next guy up philosophy. I mean, Devaris Daniels uh, comes up. He's been playing unbelievable right now and i i think he's a nice little bargain on DraftKings. he's not the cheapest guy but he's not the most expensive guy and with grant gone there might even be more targets headed to his way or even kamar well, jordan they were already looking at him he had the big game in what was really his first yeah. professional outing and on top of that like he's just he's been solid every single game uh you're right calgary it just seems like they have a, an army of players ready to go deepest team in the league by far you know any other team you you'd say if bakari grant was on any other team in the league, you'd go, oh, that's a big loss. With Calgary, you go, oh, well, all right. I guess somebody else is going to catch a whole bunch of balls from Bo Levi. <laughs> so coming out of camp, he was battling with Kamar Jordan uh, for a spot on the roster, and Grant ended up beating Jordan out for the past, I, I guess, 10 weeks uh, or, or so. But you you got to think Kamar Jordan, get back on the roster, and he's probably dirt cheap. I haven't looked it up on DraftKings yet, uh, but he's probably dirt dirt cheap and he he's got some upside i mean if he costs you 3k uh that's definitely worth a pick i think uh other uh injury news the entire hamilton tiger cat organization i i put a tweet out uh today saying that the tiger cat injury list is a subway six foot party sub 
long, and nobody replied. <laughs> nobody liked it. Nobody retweeted it. And that's my best tweet in probably a decade. And nobody says anything. I didn't even see it. <laughs> it's, like, you know what? Blame the, blame the new Twitter timeline. You know what? Just to make you make you feel better. Did you did you tweet it from your personal account or, 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 or the two and out? Thirteen hundred followers didn't appreciate that. All right. Well, let's go here right now. Two <laughs> and out. <laughs> oh yeah, there's you with the um, gray cup. There's, there's you with the gray cup. There you go. You are retweeted and liked by me. Do you, are, are, do you like that? Actually, I feel really good right now. Okay, that's that's good. And, and you know what else I spent my week doing, Travis? What's that? <laughs> On top of working, I also happened to find, I used some sleuthing, called in some sources, and I have the second drunk Jim Barker tape. Do you? I managed to find it. Okay, of course, he trades uh, for Drew Willie from the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and you have the story behind that. I do. Allow okay. me to play the recording. Okay, uh, let's hit play right now. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, Kyle Walters. Uh, hey, hey, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, it's Jim. Oh, he's got the hiccups. Jim, it's Kyle, it's Jim. Jim uh, first off, for, man, your hair, your hair's just like, I just feel like I could rub my hands through it, and it would be like my hands in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, um, Jim, what what do you want? What what do you, remember that, 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 that guy, who's that guy, that guy, you know that guy, we talked about the guy, I was like, I'm, you know, you said you want to give me the guy, and I don't want the guy, because his name's like Droopy <laughs> Willie. And Willie's another name for so I didn't want the guy, but now, now, now the the the, the old guy, the guy with the, like the no hair, his arms all. <laughs> so now I need the guy. All right, yeah, okay, okay, Jim, that's uh, that sounds good. Um, so as we agreed, I'll give you Drew Willie. You pick up the salary and get him off my hands and send me, you know, a late round. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I need the guy so bad. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the one pick. Well, yeah, one draft pick. No, 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 no. I'm gonna give you one pick. The number one pick. Oh, okay. No, that that sounds. That sounds. No, 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 no. I'm gonna give you two picks. To the one and the two pick for the droopy Willie. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, let me uh, let me get Commissioner Orridge on the phone right now. Uh, I think this is this is a great deal. Let's try to conference him in. Hey, you you know, Kyle, Kyle, because your hair's like a cloudy dream. I also want to give you who's that? Hey, hey, who's that? Who, who's who's that guy that had the interception? That guy played really good. Uh, T.J. Heath. He just he just got off the field. Yeah, Tom is traded. He looked at me weird, and I think he winked at my wife. <laughs> so you get the guy with the winking eye, and then you get the two, the one and the two pick. And where's my? Oh, where's my? Sc- I think you get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get Orbage on the phone. Okay, that sounds like a great deal. Okay, bye, Kyle. Your hair's so dreamy. I love you. <laughs> that is a two and out CFL podcast exclusive. Jim Barker's conversation with <laughs> Drunk Jim returns. <laughs> I managed to get my hands on it. What can I say? I, I did some sleuthing, and it's there. Just for- How did you do that, man? Um, 
I know a guy who knows a guy who might be Batman. <laughs> also, gotta mention. Uh, so Hamilton, the entire team is hers. So you're gonna want if you want to pick any of them, uh, make sure you look to see that they're going to be playing. This one's gotta hurt. Uh, Terrell Singfield comes back to the league, signs with BC. Uh, he had 69 catches for 1,030 yards with Hamilton last year. Sure, the Thai Cats could use him right about now. Yeah, I'm sure they absolutely could. But I mean, the West Division, the arms race is just getting. I mean, you look at you look at like just the West Division right now. The top three teams would be first in the East, that being Calgary, <laughs> BC, and Winnipeg. Yeah. Calgary's Calgary's won how many games in a row? Winnipeg's on a seven-game winning streak. BC has been unbelievable, and their home record is terrible, which is rare for BC. I mean, they're 3-2 yeah. and two at home, 5-1 on the road. Calgary's already clinched a playoff spot. I mean, man, get good luck getting out. of See, you know, I have a theory on the Edmonton Eskimos now. What's that? They're just submarining enough of the season that they go through the East Division rather than going through the West and getting murdered in the face. It's possible. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. They saw the writing on the wall. They're like, well, yeah, Calgary's going to be great. Winnipeg's going to be better. <laughs> Boom, BC in the face. I like uh, conspiracies. Maybe, maybe we'll just sneak in the back door. I like me some, some conspiracies, man. That's I'm all about the conspiracies. <laughs> Get your tinfoil hats, Mr. Kura. <laughs> Time for the Fantasy Expose on the Two and Out podcast. All right. The first game of the week was Hamilton and Montreal. As we said, the Hall of Fame game. Hamilton squeaks out a 20-17 to 17 win. Uh, the biggest takeaway has to be uh, the injuries coming out of this game for the Tiger Cats. Of course, you want to win at this time of year, but you want to have all your players as we get ready for the playoffs. I, I do believe at one point they were so desperate that they got a league exemption to actually suit up three of the box J-boys on special <laughs> teams at the end. You could you could see the kilts flying through the air. Yeah, it seems like everybody and their dog goes down for Hamilton in that game. Uh, it did. I did find it interesting as, as you know, C.J. Gable is now injured he he's among the walking wounded Zach Caleros though is healthy and to me as long as you have Caleros you have a fighting chance Rakeem Cato continues to not look like the quarterback of the future in Montreal uh maybe his teammates that are yelling at him are on to something uh Ross Schuerman uh played for Hamilton I thought he had a nice game but now he's hurt and he's ruled out for the weekend and uh, I, I I'm just starting to feel bad is it possible that we start to see more Brandon Banks on offense this year just because or this week because they're running out of options. You might have to, but I mean, as much as they keep trying to shoehorn him in there, it just yeah. never seems to work. It's just for whatever reason, they, they tr I don't know if it's them trying to get too fancy about getting it to Banks, or maybe it's Banks himself. He's just not a spectacular offensive guy. Either way, um, you might out of necessity see it, and I hope he can step up, and if he starts... And if he starts stepping up, then he's actually got a – if he starts stepping up, they might be able to take the team past this long stretch of injuries. Uh, Bombers win their seventh in a row, 46-29 over the Toronto Argonauts. Wow. Uh, and, you, know what, you know what this is? You know what this is? It's been determined that since after the Calgary game I was at and I gave up my Bombers fandom – they have reeled off seven straight. Bombers fans still out there. You can send gift baskets to Saskatoon, 
I will take your beer. It's very good <laughs> for Gary. Very tasty in your face hole. Um, but again, Matt Nichols just keeps. It's funny when I can't think of the the last time a team put up forty six points. And the starting quarterback had a passing touchdown. Oh, he doesn't even have 300 yards. He doesn't have 250. But you know what that was? It was because of damn you, sexy Flanders. Yes, and he had a great game. 19 uh, for 102 with a touchdown. Matt Nichols also rushes for a touchdown. Leading receiver for the Bombers was Weston Dressler. Sounds like they could be getting Ryan Smith back this week as well. And and meanwhile, Dan Lefevre, it sounds like he's going to go again for the Toronto Argonauts, which again, when when Jim woke up for his hangover, he's like, you mean, <laughs> what do you mean I got a Lefevre? <laughs> oh, boy, I shouldn't have done that. Sounds like Lefevre's <laughs> going to go again. Might be a cheap play. A, a ton, he seems to be throwing a ton of passing touchdowns, still making mistakes, uh, two interceptions. Brandon Whitaker, 108 yards. It's just funny, looking at the stats of this game, and you'd think that Toronto won. Yeah. You know, four passing touchdowns from the quarterback, 108 yards from the star running back, and, oh, wait, by the way, Winnipeg whooped you. And Winnipeg almost had 300 return yards, so uh, yeah, that, that'll that, do it. That'll flip the field. I'm actually rolling with Lefevre on DraftKings this week. He's 7K. He's got five touchdowns in the past two games, but what I really like about him is the rushing. He's had 10 carries each of the last two weeks, so uh, this week he had 57 rushing yards. If he keeps rushing and he keeps throwing the ball as much as he is, that's a nice little cheap play allowing you to stack up elsewhere. Well, absolutely. I mean, he's throwing passing touchdowns. I don't know if I'd count on him to win a game, but i definitely count on him to put up a few stats, to say the yeah. least. So We don't care it, if he wins. <laughs> no, exactly. Not when it comes to, not when it comes to the, uh, the magic of DraftKings. Yeah, and this week, uh, I think it's the final week where you can enter those free contests for the VIP uh, bucket list giveaways in certain uh, CFL cities. So uh, get in on that. He seems to have quite the chemistry with Deontay Spencer and Kenny Shaw. So uh, I I like Lefevre this week. He is dirt cheap. uh, So I'm rolling with him, and I'm actually liking my lineup. Uh, Let's get to the next game here where... I guess I just thought it was going to be a bit closer. Ottawa coming off the bye week, and Calgary is just steamrolling everyone. The Calgary Stampeders are looking like... They're looking more like the Saskatoon Hilltops or Laval Rue or of, of days gone by, where it's just there's the Stampeders and there's... Everybody else. I mean, this is unbelievable what they're doing. I'm the same as you. I thought Ottawa's at least going to put up a fight. 48-23. Yeah. to 23. Bo Levi Mitchell again. Not having big fantasy stats, but it's funny. That's another one of those games that you look. I mean, Bo Levi's probably his best game of the year fantasy-wise. 361, two touchdowns. Drew Messam uh, gets a score. Markway McDaniel continues to be the con- the most consistent receiver in Calgary. Uh, six for 110 and a touchdown. It's interesting. Bo Levi's uh, completion percentage is 67.7%. He's not... He he doesn't complete the most pack. He's basically middle of the pack to the the bottom of the league in completion percentage for the league. But he wins, and I, I can't really explain it. I, I mean, uh, the game a couple of weeks ago, the Labor Day rematch against Edmonton, it, 
they're so clutch when he doesn't get flustered. Uh, it can be second and 28, and they can get the first down. And I, they blow my mind. I, I, I just can't explain them anymore. They're just they're just that dominant that it, it's starting to look like a CIS team, you know, a really dominant CIS or junior football program compared to the rest of the league. Now the question becomes, you're essentially not. I mean, yeah, they got a two. They've essentially only got a two game lead on the two teams behind them yeah. for getting the buy in the first round. But I mean, they've also got a week twenty buy, so we could be in a situation. Calgary might not play another meaningless game, meaningful game for another eight weeks of football. And is this maybe what's been their downfall in the playoffs in the past? I would uh, say so. The, going so many weeks without meaningful football. You remember the the Riders Grey Cup in 2013. The Riders had to work uh, to get yep. where they to get that home playoff game at the end of the season. And then they Calgary, had to, and then they had to work to win that home playoff. Yeah, and, and Calgary had their feet up just waiting. Come play us in the Western Final, and uh, we know what happened in uh, that one. Maybe this isn't such a good thing uh, for the Stampeders. The Eskimos had that bye in the last week of the year, last year, and they were able to overcome it, but can the Stampeders? Well, that I mean, and therein lies the question moving forward. And then, too, if, if from a fantasy standpoint, at what point do you start seeing guys who are maybe a little banged up, maybe missing a game here or there, you know, playing guys that are playing through that little hammy pull that normally they'd ignore? You know, what if Markway McDaniel all of a sudden goes, yeah, I'm a little sore. I'm going to sit this one out, right? I mean, so make sure you keep an eye, especially on those Calgary depth charts that come out 24 hours before the game, as they could be biting you in the rear end. Because, again, as the games start to get meaningless, that's when I think you're going to start seeing guys end up on the one-game injury list here and there the final game of the week uh, probably the game of the week the and riders I, for the record if we could go into delorean i would have picked the riders in this one yeah i picked them uh the, the riders beat the eskies 26 23 the eskimos have lost three in a row I, I feel like losing two in a row to calgary shouldn't like count uh, no it's just <laughs> but i feel but i feel like losing one to saskatchewan should count for two yeah okay okay so they've lost so two in a row balances out <laughs> Uh, Darian Durant throws for 174 yards and an interception. But this sounds crazy. Uh, Bowman has 152 receiving yards, but Justin Cox and Ed Ganey had the game of their lives uh, for the Ryder defense. They made the plays when they had to, and uh, against Bowman and uh, Walker, if you're giving up less than 200 yards... I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I mean, that seems to be the key to success. But it's amazing what happens when Saskatchewan's starting. I mean, those young guys on the O-line are starting to get significant time. They are. Despite what he told us a couple weeks back, it looks like Chris Best is probably done for the season. So is Brandon Labatt. Um, and the young guys are starting to settle in and, and getting Curtis Steele back. They actually have a run game for once. So they weren't just one-dimensional and... I don't know if Edmonton was ready for it. Again, not a lot of massive numbers from a fantasy perspective in this one. As you mentioned, Bowman had a nice game. Mike Riley was half decent, but just one of those games that they just the Riders just kind of found a way to do it, found a way to get her done. It's amazing what a running game does for you. <laughs> yeah. It made the world of a difference. Uh, Steele had three catches for 26 yards, but he had the 13 carries for 87 yards. I, I thought he's looked good when he's been in this year, and it might make the difference for them again going forward. They might be a team 
that you don't want to play as you're trying to get into the playoffs and uh, move up to try and fight for that home playoff game. Well, it doesn't seem like at any point they've given up kind of like they did last year. Seems like Chris no. Jones still has these guys believing they can win football games, motivated to win football games. And, I mean, Chris Jones has never been in a spot where he's lost before in his career, and he seems to be handling it in, in, in almost a very unique way. Like I said, by this point last year, the team had quit. It was a black hole of misery. They may still end up with the same record, but, uh, again, I think there is still some reason for optimism in Saskatchewan. And you're right. I could see them pulling out a couple of victories here late in the season. Hey, they could still cross over. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's get to this week's games. It's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at 2 and Out CFL. All right, game one, Ottawa and Toronto, the Battle of Ontario. Who, uh, this... <sighs> I find this one really tough. Who, who are you picking? You know what? I think I think the Red Blacks are finally going to figure it out. I don't have a Lefevre for more victories for the Toronto Argonauts, and I I just I got a feeling that Ottawa is this is their time. This is their gut check time, and I think it all starts here with it with a division game against the Toronto. They can really start to distance themselves in the East Division and take advantage of a banged up Hamilton team. So I, I think Ottawa is going to start figuring it out right away. All right, let's explore Rocks and Milanis for you. I'm actually going with the Argos in this one. Uh, it, t- it looks to me like Ottawa's just been struggling lately. They, they, they can't get Chris Williams involved like he was earlier in the season. And uh, Toronto, man, they're losing, but they've got such a balanced attack. Brandon Whitaker is hes like the twenty or 2010 Brandon Whitaker all over again, you know? He's, he has had a revival. No, you're right. And I just, but I, you know what? I saw. I saw the way Toronto played against Winnipeg last week, and I, I just, I, I'm just having a hard time buying in. I think Ottawa sees the division is there for them to win, uh, so that's why I'm going with Ottawa. All right, I'm going Argos, and Drake's not the only rapper from Toronto. Cardinalo Fischel. Yeah, I love that. So uh, go do, do Argos. You think, do you think Cardinal's ever mad that you know Drake basically stole the whole like King of Toronto thing from him? I don't know. Maybe I think should, Drake's the King of Degrassi. Him. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey man, Views was a great album. <laughs> okay, I, I, I haven't listened to it. I'll be honest, but uh, Cardinal's my guy, man. If I had to choose one in a cage match, I would choose Cardinal. I'd take Drake. I feel like he'd just bust out the puppy dog eyes and woo you to... I mean, you ever hear back-to-back? I mean, he basically murdered Meek Mill via a song. I'd hate to see what he'd do in a ring. (laughs) All right. Uh, The second half of the doubleheader, uh, the Lions and the Eskies. Man, the magic of the Godfather... Uh, Maybe people are afraid of beating Wally. They don't want the mafia after them. (laughs) Is that is that what's happening? 
I tell you, Edmonton, if you beat my team on the day of my daughter's wedding, every single one of you, all of your 46 men are going to be sleeping with the fishes at the bottom of the Saskatchewan River. Capiche? No. I think John is going to go ahead and pick the BC Lions and give the Edmonton Eskimos the kiss of death. How can it go from the Wally the Godfather Buono until Soul Decision? Because the greatest moment in this podcast history was when you discovered that Soul Decision was from BC. <laughs> that makes you so... We should go back and dye our frosted tips again and do like a 90s photo shoot. By the way, uh, next week... Um, I'm picking Montreal only because I think you need to play Sky next next oh, week. Oh man! <laughs> and I would frost my tips again for a '90s photo shoot for two and out, and You're... we can wear when we can wear these <laughs> Cinepa Jacques shirts. <laughs> Are you going to sacrifice a pick just to pick Montreal? Uh, yeah, I probably will just to make you play Sky. <laughs> okay, uh, we go to Saturday. Another two games: uh, the Stampeders. And the Bombers, the longest, wow, uh, first time two teams have played that have at least a seven-game winning streak. The Bombers got seven. The Stamps have nine. It's it's crazy because they're both in the same division. Which, I know. Which, which just makes it all the the more uh, impressive here. And for, for people that knock the CFL saying they, they don't do a good job of marketing itself or its players, uh, they had a conference call nationally today now john correct me if this has happened before i can't remember something like this ever happening of course matt nichols and boley by mitchell both went to eastern washington university they had this national conference call to basically hype this historic game happening on saturday i've never seen them hype a game regular season game like this before well i think i think they're doing this and i hate to say it I think they're doing this very much in part to the column that Jason Greger penned in the Edmonton Journal, basically pointing out did, where the yeah. CFL has come very short with some of their marketing initiatives this year. And it just it strikes me as a last-minute kind of thing, like, oh, hey, totally, let's get these two guys on the phone. I can tell you for a fact not everyone on the media mailing list was informed of it. So it just seems like it was hastily put together after they were thoroughly ripped yet again for basically fumbling the ball, I think is an apt apt way to put it. And Jason Greger's article, by the way, hits the nail on the head. Um, well done for Jason Greger. Um, it's, it, and again, it's just they continue to... They continue to find ways not to market themselves. Now, that all being said, I'm glad to see that they basically saw, okay, you're right, we need to do this better, and I like this. I would love to see, I mean, Canada West does something, the Canada West Football Conference every Tuesday does the Coach's Call segment, where it's open to anybody that, that dials up can come in and ask all the coaches of all the games that weekend questions, and I'd love to see the CFL open up to the rest of the media and do something like that. That would be amazing, I think. 
I think it would be a hit, and I think it'd be a great way to continue to get more exposure. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're trying to promote a game in Red Deer for the Edmonton Eskimos, Calgary Stampeders, whomever, you know, you sometimes can't get down to practice. Same with Lloydminster for the yeah. Riders. Hell, here in Saskatoon for the Riders. I'd love to be able to get Chris Jones on the phone once a week and ask a question or two. Oh, yeah, a- a- absolutely. That would be a, a great opportunity. So uh, to see them... I guess take that step in the next direction because they say the CFL is only basically a quarterback's league, and that's basically all the fans are exposed to, really. I mean, yeah. how can they learn about other players if there's just really no information out there? I can go find uh, your – you said it before, your junior hockey stats, and it's so hard to find a pro player's stats in the CFL. Well, you can't find my junior hockey stats because that's junior, consist- you're – this is even crazier that I can find your what beer my, league <laughs> my beer league hockey stats is what you, is what you can find. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean you're finding my beer league hockey stats. You're not finding uh, my junior hockey stats because that consisted of one game when I was a backup goalie wearing some <laughs> other dude's number because I think he was a little too intoxicated to dress. <laughs> Hey, you got into the lineup, man. <laughs> I I made it, and I didn't even get to keep the jersey. <laughs> okay, Bombers, Stampeders, uh, which winning streak ends? I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers winning streak ends. Me too. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when we live in our I was going to say, I think they're just too good. They're too deep. And uh, what happened to the dudes? I don't know. I, uh, everything is awesome, man. Uh, well, you know what? I th- I think until Calgary loses, everything is awesome. Okay, okay. We can do that. The last game of the week, Hamilton and Saskatchewan. Where are you going here? Oh, well, even though they're beat up and even though Saskatchewan's at home, I just, you know what? We're currently in talks to have a certain frontman of a certain band come on this podcast. And I feel like, you know, the talks are progressing. Things are going well. I just feel like as a showing of good faith <laughs> that all will work out. We need to pick the tie Cats and we need to spin some Arkells. I'll be honest, I'm a complete idiot, and I didn't think about that, uh, so I picked the Riders. <laughs> I'm going to tell I'm going to tell Max Kerman when we have him on that you did that. I feel like the momentum is going to carry over from uh, next week for the Riders, and that uh, Hamilton they haven't. I don't know why they they can't put 60 minutes together now. The maybe because they're a, a subway footlong party sub longs injured list that might have something to do with it. Well, now it's become longer. I mean, maybe it's two uh, parties. Oh man, I want a six foot sub right now. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I actually think that the the Riders can beat Hamilton here. So I, I guess I better play uh, a band from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Why 
Wide mouth Mason man, and I think the oh, Riders. Nice pick. Nice pick. Go on a two-game winning streak for the first time since what? 2008 or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I think this is the 2013 playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's the last two game uh, winning. Well, they started the 2014 nice, and then you know, uh, and, then, and then the that. wheels fell off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ever since or the arm, or the arm blew up. <laughs> ever since then. So, uh, just checking with you. Are you here next week, or what are you doing? I don't really know yet. I'll have to text you soon. All right, so uh, get those resumes in at Two and Out CFL. <laughs> I'm looking for a full time, dedicated co-host. Whoa, 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 whoa! I am full time and committed, except on weeks that I have to cover two football teams at once. Okay, okay. So that's like you you get me like bi weekly every September October. <laughs> now that's part. It's in my contract. See, go pull up my contract right now. Okay. It's under the picture of me giving you the middle finger. Oh, I did not sign it, so uh, that is no. Actually, it. actually, I got the signed copy here. <laughs> you signed it with your right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me this week, buddy. Hey, hey, I'll be here as often as I can, buddy. It does have my name on the podcast. All right, like and follow uh, Twitter, Facebook, Two and Out CFL. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes as well. Uh, I will. I will. I'll be here. I'm committed and dedicated. I might, I might be here. I don't know yet. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>